This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Animal House, I'm Sarah Lane. In Salt Lake City, I'm Scott Johnson. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. You know, I've been joking around about how February 29th should not happen. It's it's against nature. Uh, but GPEG84 asked a good question. Whatever we do tomorrow doesn't count then, right? Because it's a leap. Mm, I'm going to remember that and blame them after yeah. I do it. It's kind of like the purge. It's mayhem day. It's the purge. All right, sweet. Finally. <laughs> uh, no, mayhem day comes in May. Oh, uh, right. Right. Chaos day. Mm, chaos day. Uh, well then, let's start today's show with the quick hits. Speaking of chaos, uh, Google CEO Sundar Pichai wrote a memo addressing Gemini's image generation controversy, where it sometimes made inaccurate historical images. Pichai wrote, I know some of its responses have offended our users and shown bias. To be clear, that's completely unacceptable, and we got it wrong. Last week, Google suspended image generation, creation rather, in Gemini. As for a fix, Pichai says, our teams have been working around the clock to address these issues. We're already seeing a substantial improvement on a wide range of prompts. So didn't really give a lot of information about what had happened, but looks like they're they're working on it. Talk about mayhem. Uh, analyst Ming-Chi Kuo says his analysis of supply chain data indicates that demand for the Apple Vision Pro is higher than Apple originally expected. Kuo says it looks like U.S. shipments will reach 200 to 250,000 units in 2024. Uh, says Apple originally only expected 150 to 200,000 units. He also estimates the current return rate is just 1%. So... All those early return things, those were just people making videos and then bringing it back. Uh, Vision Pro shipping times have also improved to three to five days. Quo says he thinks this is all a combination of relatively high U.S. demand and plans to roll out sales to other countries in the coming months. The president of the United States signed an executive order limiting, not banning, but limiting the bulk sale of geolocation, genomic, financial, biometric, health, and other personally identifying information of U.S. citizens to companies in Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, Cuba, and Venezuela. The order says the bulk sale of such data poses a national security risk. Companies' ability to sell data as part of cloud service contracts, investment agreements, and employment agreements will likely be affected as well. Nintendo is suing someone. Shocker. Uh, this time, they're suing the developers of emulator Yuzu, Y-U-Z-U, in U.S. federal court, alleging Yuzu violates the anti-circumvention and anti-trafficking provisions of the good old Digital Millennium Copyright Act. The DMCA strikes again. Nintendo also accuses Yuzu of copyright infringement, arguing that Yuzu is primarily designed to circumvent several layers of Nintendo Switch encryption so that its users can can play copyrighted Nintendo games. So if that wasn't clear, they're suing them for circumvention, which could be a fair use, but under the DMCA, if you're doing it to get around copyright, you're violating the law and direct infringement, which is like, you're actually encouraging people to do this. Nintendo wants Yuzu to lose its domain names, URLs, chat rooms, and social media presence. Uh, give yuzu-emu.org to Nintendo and seize and destroy Yuzu hard drives to help wipe out the emulator and, of course, money damages as well, because why not? 
Oh, man. <laughs> Nintendo. Okay. Not playing. Yeah. This time. Not happy with Yuzu. Okay. <laughs> the chairman of the EU's Committee on Employment and Social Affairs accused Amazon of blocking investigation into breaches of Amazon employees' rights and requested that the European Parliament revoke passes for Amazon's 14 lobbyists. The passes have now been revoked. He said Amazon constantly said it was unavailable to appear at hearings or take visits from committee members. Amazon said it declined to participate because the sessions were clearly one-sided and not designed to encourage constructive debate. It also said it didn't host committee members at its facility because the requested date was shortly before Christmas during peak season. At Christmas? Oh, humbug. All right. Well, there you go. That's a look at the news. All right. If you're not familiar with Swedish fintech firm Klarna, it provides things like payment processing services for the e-commerce industry, managing store claims, customer payments, buy now, pay later provider. You have likely used Klarna if you do a lot of online shopping um, at some point. Now, Klarna, back in 2022, laid off around 700 people. You know, it was tough times. Uh, made some news. A small amount of its uh, of its of its whole employee base, but still a, a, a relatively large amount of folks. This year, it's expected to go public. The reason we're talking about Klarna now and talking about those numbers is because Klarna now says its AI assistant does equivalent work of around seven hundred people. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Klarna partnered with OpenAI uh, last year, 2023, to offer ChatGPT technology as a plug-in for shopping. Last month, Klarna took that powered virtual assistant global, using it you know, across the board, now says after that month is up, the bot handles customer communications well, makes shoppers happier, uh, drives better financial results, uh, things seem to be wrapped up quicker. You're getting fewer uh, repeat questions about, you know, the same issue. Klarna also says the chatbot now handles two-thirds of all customer service chats, which amounts to around 2.3 million conversations in in a month. And some estimates show an improving Klarna's profits by $40 million in 2024. Now, as a company who wants to go public, uh, you know, uh, the bottom line makes a lot of sense. But boy, that 700 number stings a bit. I just... Uh, just uh, this is an estimate. It's not It's not something that had to be 700. I'm not advocating massaging numbers, but when you have a range to choose from, don't choose the range that's going to make people immediately jump to the conclusion that you've replaced people with the bot. The 700 people they laid off in 2022 were not part of the customer service because the customer service part of this is all farmed out to independent companies. Uh, I'm not saying it's great that they laid off 700 people, but it had nothing to do with this. It was two years ago, first of all, and they uh, they point out, and this is a little bit confusing, uh, a little bit of obfuscation on their point part, but they're like, we farm out our customer service to multiple companies that are made up of 65,000 people. It's like, yeah, but not all 65,000 are working on your account. Still, the point is, these 700 people that were laid off in 2022 were not the mythical 700 people that they say this new chatbot 
does the equivalent of workout. So just make it 600 or 800 or something. You're still going to get people having this conversation. But when you make it the exact number, of course, people are going to jump to the conclusion that, oh, so you replaced the people, which they did not. It's a little bit like, you know. But way back in the day when Apple canceled the Lisa and somebody named Lisa also got laid off that week, it, it's just hard not to... Our brains do this. We look for patterns. We look for stuff that looks like it fits. And this looks like it fits. Even if it doesn't fit at all, you said 700. Two years ago, you laid off 700 people. The math and the average person who's already a little irritated fit, with stuff. must have quit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's just a matter of... You know, you got to think critically about this. That's on us. But I still think that's a very unfortunate thing to report. It's kind of on them. They should have said, "It's." I yeah. like percentage, like Sarah said, do a percentage or something. Yeah, do a percentage. I mean, that, you know, that sort of like unfortunate PR thing aside, what I think this does show is a company like Klarna uh, is going to benefit a lot from uh, from from chatbot assistance, AI assistance, you know, l- language model assistance going forward. Uh, other companies will too, but you know, we talk all the time about like, well, but like, which companies are really going to benefit from this? Sounds like Klarna is a great example of this. So you know, so much customer service kind of back and forth about probably for the most part fairly basic questions, you know, yeah. about like, where's my order or you know, you know, you know, I I didn't get the discount that I thought I was getting. You know, that kind of stuff. That that makes sense. It does. There yeah. there are going to be industries where this does make sense, and and humans aren't needed as much. Well, and yeah. here's the other thing that's interesting because you have to keep in mind there's an IPO coming, so they going they want to make their story sound as good as possible to potential investors, which is why they wanted to say, "Hey, we're doing the work of 700 people here," because it shows how efficient their operation is. Right. But what they actually said was. This chatbot has the same customer satisfaction ratings as human agents. Not better, not worse. Uh, it doesn't say how good the customer service of Klarna was before. <laughs> so, you know, it could be horrible customer service and the chatbot is just able to do also horrible customer service. We don't really know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but not worse, Tom. But not, not worse. worse. So that's not worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They just don't have sick days. That's the difference. Now, the, ro- the robots. Yeah, yeah. there is something to that. <laughs> so, so Clarda took what should have been a good news story, which is like, oh, we were able to provide better customer service to people, uh, even if it isn't exactly better. Uh, they could have said that. Uh, and they turned it into a bad news story by picking a wrong number. They should look at what Wendy's does. Wendy's said Tuesday that its new digital menu boards would give it more flexibility to change the display of featured items based on demand. That was almost entirely reported, and they never said this, but they implied it, so it was reported as, Wendy's will implement surge pricing. Raise your hand if you saw that headline out there in the world, because it was everywhere. Local news stations were doing it. National news stations were doing it. Uh, It was all over the place. They never said surge pricing, So they came back to Reuters on Wednesday and said, those reports were misconstrued. Our intention is that we, quote, would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. So directly disputing surge pricing. We are not going to raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. Instead, we're going to offer discounts to customers, quote, particularly 
in the slower times of day. So <laughs> it's not that we're making it more expensive when we have a lot of people. We're making it less expensive when there aren't a lot of people. Oh. So here's my, here's my question. Because surge pricing was something that, I don't know, I guess I became most familiar with it uh, when I lived in San Francisco and took a lot of Ubers. Yeah, sure. That makes um, sense. You know, on a Friday night, it's like surge pricing. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, deal with it or not. We need to encourage more drivers um, out here. So we raise the that's prices. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, but that always, you know, if I was going from my house to, you know, said Taqueria, um, and I kind of knew it was going to be six bucks, seven bucks, and then it's like, oh, it's 12 bucks tonight. Mm. You know, that's surge pricing to me. Does surge pricing go the other way? Like, can Wendy's say, uh, you know, th- that hamburger that you want, we know it's four fifty, but maybe if you come at an off time, <laughs> it's, it's only three fifty. Yeah. Turns out, the way numbers work, you can set them at any level you want. Now. <laughs> I'm going to play both sides of this argument because when I first saw the surge pricing story yesterday, I'm like, look, folks, surge pricing actually does save you money in other times because instead of having to have the same price all the time, you can afford to have a lower price in the less demand times and then raise the price and have a higher price when there's more demand. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you have everybody has to pay a more expensive price. That's that's go look it up. That's the economics of doing dynamic pricing, right? You end up everybody shares the burden whether there's demand or not if you only have one price all the time so surge pricing sucks when you're in the surge but it actually does you know vary things out and it's better when you're not in the surge what wendy's did is not they didn't change anything they just redefined it and said no 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 we're not raising prices when it's busy we're lowering prices when there's less demand it's the same thing it's just which price are you going to call the base that changes and the price is the same. They're saying yeah. we're not yeah. going to have the same price all the time. Uh, but it goes down better to say, no, we're lowering the price than it does to have people say you're raising the price. And it worked because every story today says Wendy's backs off from surge pricing. And everybody's dummies. like, yeah, that'll teach him. Bunch of dummies that we bought into that. Look, here's the thing. This little, this little fluctuating short-term inflation idea, I kind of hate no matter what. I just hate it. I think it's weird. I think it's manipulative, and I don't like it. You want like your it. burger to be four fifty. I want if it to be four fifty. Stay that way. I'd like it lower than four fifty. But if it's going to be that, then great, yeah. stick with it or whatever. Because they kind of can do whatever they want. But this is how I felt when Prime did their whole for an extra three bucks, you'll get no ads, and they did the same kind of talk back. It was a half a glass half full, half empty thing. Where they were like, well, uh, we're not raising prices on Prime. We're just inserting a few commercials in there. It's the same price. We're not changing it. But if you don't even like those extra commercials, it's only two ninety nine, and 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 we're not raising the price. But we're raising the price. That's what you're doing. And so yeah. to me, this kind of like fiddling around, I hate it. I just hate it. Yeah. I mean, so this this is they so. They want you to think they're in damage control, and you forced them to do discounts, but they haven't changed anything. No, no, don't like it. I just, I, I don't know how different this is than any store being like, hey, these t-shirts are on sale. Yeah. You know, well, they're trying not. to move some merch. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you know, okay. Especially when <laughs> Now the price is lower and we might get more interest because of that. I Clinton, mean, that's what Wendy's is doing. Clinton in our YouTube channel was just saying grocery stores do this all the time. The week before mm. the sale, they raise the price because grocery stores change your prices all the time. Unless you're really paying attention, you don't notice this. The prices go all over the place because they're trying to move stock. Uh, again, 
I say this all the time. Prices are not based on the cost of the good. Prices are based on how much will people pay for it as long as it's above the cost of the good. This idea yeah. that like, oh, you should take the cost of the good and just add a little, that's not how pricing works. And Clinton no. was pointing out, they do they do exactly that. You raise the price a week before a sale and then you make it buy one, get one free. Or you, you, know, or you make it 20% off and you're bringing it back down to the same price it was a week ago. Yeah, they did this with video games. Everyone always wondered why gaming uh, is so resistant to inflation. We've had $45, $49 AAA titles for 30 years, and it really is a little weird that it's never gone up. And people say, why is that? What's the deal? It's us. We don't want to pay more than that. Now it's we a finally are. game, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. It absolutely is all in our heads. And now they're 59, they're 69. We're just now starting to try to yeah. pry more money out of people. But it's it is us who either decides we can bear you know the, whether we are the market can we bear it or can we not bear it Amish overlord it. nailed it he's like it's like happy hour pricing this is Wendy, yeah, Wendy's Wendy's should call it Wendy's happy hour like oh, oh my Wendy. gosh that's great that's exactly what it is it's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is the only difference is in oh, without technology happy hour has to be at the same time every day now Wendy's can track demand and be like mm -hmm. ah happy hour is happening right now you you know it could happen at any time nailed it. Mm. I will say uh, before we move on that um, I have never been able to say no to a buy one, get one free, <laughs> even if I just wanted the one. Yeah. I yeah. have to have both. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm a sucker for psychological that too. again. Yeah. That's why we're doing a special uh, buy one episode of DTNS on Patreon. Get 19 episodes free. <laughs> it's just one price per month. Yeah. And we do one. this because yeah. uh, we, because we, we love y'all so much. Because we love you. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. A happy hour is on. Uh, you know what? If you want a recap of the week's tech headlines with insights into how technology affects and disaffects communities of color, you must subscribe to The Tech John. Uh, Rob Dunwood, Stephanie Humphrey, and Terrence Gaines do a great job diving into the top tech stories of the week, not with an agenda, but not hiding their own point of view. Uh, and it's a point of view you don't always hear in mainstream media. New episodes land Tuesday afternoons. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Go visit Tech. J-A-W-N.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Headlines Edition. For more of Daily Tech News Show, including full discussions and other content, visit DailyTechNewsShow.com. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>